Kim, if I have not met you yet, and I am one of the pastors here at Living Waters, and um, I get to share with you guys things that God's been stirring in me as we've been walking through our intimacy and identity and inheritance series. Um, And I was telling first gathering, I was like, man, I feel like I have a lot to share. So just hold on, because here we go. Like, I'm excited to be up here. And I'm just, I'm excited for what the Lord wants to do this morning. So we, um, we have recently finished this series. And, you know, we've been doing this series at the beginning of every year for the last seven years. It's a long time. And it doesn't get old. Right? This series, even this year, I was like, man, this series has been so dang good this year. Like, Ryan has been just knocking it out of the park every Sunday, and um, it's been powerful. I feel like this is going to be one of those series that we're going to keep pressing into. We're going to keep going back to. I feel like there's so much that we can learn that maybe we didn't even catch here on a Sunday morning that we can go back and listen to. And then, and then start living out as we move out into the rest of this year. I, I think one of the reasons why I love this series so much is because we've allowed space where there's been teaching and then we've actually had time to just sit in it. We've had time to, to marinate in what was being said and then actually spend some time with the Lord and hear from him and write things down. And so I feel like it's just been even more powerful because we've been given that space where sometimes we can go home and we just are like, yeah, that was a great message. And then it's like we forgot what the questions were that we needed to be asking ourselves, or we forgot what was being said. And so I just have loved that uh, Ryan's been making space for that. So we're gonna close up this series today, and um, I took a ton of notes last week, and if you were not here, it wasn't recorded, which was actually a bummer. We had some technical difficulties. So we told Ryan, we said, you need to get in the studio and record this message again because it was so good, you guys. It was so good. But I was taking notes last week like none other, like in ways that I haven't throughout the rest of the series. And as I was taking notes, I felt like the Lord said to me, we need to be reminded of the word that he spoke out of this, over this house at the beginning of the year. And so at the beginning of the year in January, uh, the first Sunday of the year, I shared a message with you. And uh, this word, it was like, it had come to me in my time with the Lord. And he said, this is specifically for this house for 2022. And I feel like sometimes we can hear a word and then again, like we forget about it, right? We're like, oh yeah, that was a good word. And yeah, Lord, we're going to go after that. And then time goes on and we forget about it. But what we've been walking through in the last three months, I really believe is moving us into what this word was speaking over us. And so I just want you to close your eyes for just a second. And I'm going to read this over you guys again. And I just want you to be in a place just to receive this. This is what the Lord is saying to you specifically. 2022, the Lord is moving us into new territory. Places where you have been waiting to go but never thought possible. He is guiding your steps and reminding us to keep our eyes on him as we enter in this new year. Do not look to the right or to the left or you may get distracted. Keep your eyes on him and he will lead you. New territory is coming in relationships. New territory is coming in business ventures. Dreams that have been on your heart for years are starting to happen this year. 
Creativity is being birthed in you and you will see it grow this year as you step out as he leads. Over the past two years, your roots have grown stronger and gone deeper, preparing you and giving you the tools that you need as you step into this new year. He will not waste one thing that you've walked through. He will use it all for his glory and to bring a testimony of his goodness out of your life. This new ground will not come in your own strength or wisdom. He wants to do the impossible for you just as he has done it for the Israelites that day at the floodwaters of the Jordan River. Take the step of faith, no matter what stage the waters are, because he is with you and he will part ways for you to step onto dry ground and enter the places that he has prepared for you to go. Like I said, what I felt was that the Lord said, I want them to be reminded of this word and to realize that over the past few months, as we've been talking about intimacy and identity and inheritance, is that tools and teachings have been moving them forward to see this word take place in their life. There's so much that the Lord wants for us. There's a new ground that he's wanting us to take in our lives. And it comes from being connected to him, following his lead and listening to him and being obedient to what he's saying to us. Even when things look impossible, even when we hit hard things, he's saying, I want you to move forward into what I have for you. Last week, Ryan was talking and um, he was giving these questions and the very last question, I thought it was so important, it was that what's your next step? And then he had to sit in that for a second and ask ourselves, what is our next step? Lord, what, do you, what are you directing me to do? See, as we follow the lead of the Lord in our life, what the next step is, is gonna take us into the new territory that he's talking about in this word. And we can easily sit back and we can say, yeah, that's a good word. I, I you know, all right, that's for them probably. I don't know that that's for me. I, it's not for me. Or we can say, new territory, what, that's gonna be uncomfortable. I don't know that I want to go there. What's that gonna require of me? What am I gonna have to do? Is it gonna be bad? Is it gonna be hard? Is it gonna be awkward? Is it gonna be whatever? And so then we just disengage from that word. And what I heard the Lord say was, hey, listen, this is for every single one of you. This is not just for your spouse and you can follow them as they take the steps of boldness and faith. This is for you. Every single one of us in this room and online and whoever's hearing this, this, is, this word's for us. He has new territory for us to take. He has good things ahead of us as we step in this year. God has full life for all of us. He has more for us than just living day to day. A lot of times we just get in the comfortable of living day to day, but he has places for us to go and people for us to meet, adventures for us to take, influence for us to have, and it's all for his glory and for his goodness to be seen in this world. And guess what? Along the way, as we say yes, we get blessed too. He gets to blow us away by his goodness. It's incredible if we take these steps. So today, I'm gonna share this message with you, and um, it's a little bit like what I shared in January, but I promise you it's different, so just hold on. Just go with me on this one. Okay, it's a good message, and I'm sure we could preach out of this scripture all the time. But it's in Joshua, 
So if you want to turn there, Joshua 3, verse 1. It says, early in the morning, Joshua and the Israelites set out from, to, from Shittah and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. See, this generation of Israelites, they had been waiting for this moment. They had been waiting for the word from the Lord to move out and to finally take what God said was theirs. They'd been in the desert for 40 years with their ancestors and they'd been waiting because they knew that he was gonna take them there. They knew it. This is a generation that had intimacy with the Lord. They had spent time with him. They knew his presence. They had heard what he had done and they had faith to believe that he would do it again. They had worked through their trust issues. They had 40 years to work through their trust issues. So this was a people that worked through their trust issues and was like, no, I'm gonna follow you, God. Wherever you wanna go, I'm gonna go with you. I wanna listen to what you say and I'm moving out with you. See, they had grown up hearing how God brought their parents and their grandparents out of slavery and how he had parted the Red Sea when there was no other way to go. They had grown up hearing testimonies of how God provided in the most ridiculous ways, like pouring water out of a rock. Has anyone seen pouring water out of a rock? Has that happened to you? No, they have heard about it and they were like, I wanna see that. If he's done that for you, he can do that for me too. See, they learned to trust him and to know him and to believe him and to walk with him. They were walking in intimacy with the Lord. They knew him. And it says, when, they, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, which was the presence of God, when you see that and the Levitical priests carrying it, you were to move out from the position, your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. See, the Ark of the Covenant, it carried the presence of God. That's the covenant that the Israelites had with him at the time. They, they had God's presence in this wooden box that only the Levitical priests could carry. And they would have, the, God would speak to a person and then the person would tell the Israelites what to do. So that was Joshua at the time. And so the Israelites, they followed this wooden Ark because it was God's presence into the places that they had never gone before. See, the word that the Lord gave us at the beginning of the year was us stepping into new territory, us going into places that we've never gone before. But the only way that we're gonna get there is if we follow the presence of the Lord, which is his spirit. Whatever he is leading you to do, you probably have never seen before, you've never experienced before, you probably can't wrap your mind around it. But you get to follow the Lord and move out as he's directing. See, Jesus, he followed the spirit of God. He was led by the same spirit that the Israelites were led by. It says in Matthew 4, right before Jesus began his ministry at the age 30, he was led by the spirit, God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, he was led into the wilderness for 40 days. 
And for 40 days he fasted and he was tempted by the enemy and he came out of that time ready to step into his ministry that he was sent here on earth to do. So even Jesus, the son of God, who was part of the Trinity, was led by the same spirit that the Israelites were led by. And when he came out of the wilderness, he started going into places that he had never been before. And Jesus said that that same spirit that he carried was being made available to all of us. He said in his time with the disciples in John 16, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, which is the spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, Jesus carried the spirit of God here on earth, just like the Ark of the Covenant carried the spirit of God. And Jesus was like, I want you all to carry the spirit of God. So in order to do that, I have to go to heaven and be with the Father so that I can send the spirit to you. His desire is for us to know him, to be filled with the spirit and to walk with him. His desire is that God's spirit that was in the Ark of the Covenant, that was in Jesus, that they were both led by, would lead us in our lives lives every single day. And that comes with walking in intimacy with him. As we know him intimately, we then get to partner with him. We get to listen to him, and he gets to lead our lives. It's those nudges on our heart that we hear, that we feel, He's showing you something as you're spending time with him and you're like, what is that? It's those things when Ryan had us sitting in here and asking the Lord questions and there was stuff that was going on in your heart that you were sensing and feeling. That's the Holy Spirit. He's talking to you. And he's saying, hey, follow me. That nudge isn't just because I just am trying to nudge you. I actually have something for you and I want you to follow me. Every day the Lord wants to lead us And it's gonna take us trusting him and walking in faith and saying, yeah, I'll go with you. See, we're missing out if we're not following the Lord. We're having just an ordinary life where life happens to us and we just are handling how situations come at us. You know that we don't have to live our life like that. There are so many people that live their life like that. That they're like, yeah, I know God, but they don't really know him. They don't really know his voice. They don't follow the nudges that he's given them. They don't follow his voice into the unknown, into those places that he's directing us to. And so they they have this kind of comfortable life. And I'm saying, life is more exciting than that. Life is so much better than that. We don't have to just live our lives in just a, a way that's just like, I'm just making it through. He's like, please don't do that. I wanna show up big time for you. I wanna show you my goodness every day, not just the days that you really, really need it. Like he's like, I have it for you all the time, no matter what you're facing. The Israelites, they followed the presence of God into places they had never been before because they knew him and they trusted him even when they faced things that were impossible. Joshua 3.14 says, so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, because see, they were going to the promised land, and the only way to get there was through the Jordan River. 
So when they broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests carried the Ark, reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Who's seen that? That's crazy miracle right there. That's unheard of. Like that's like, they, they, it did what? Flood stage waters just stopped and they were able to cross on dry ground. See, as they're following the presence of God, what they first come up against is flood waters. And the only way to get there is to go through the flood waters. And I was thinking this week, I wonder how many of them were thinking, did we get the time wrong? Should we have done this like maybe in the summer when the water's low, when it's not flowing? so far, you know, so fast and so crazy, because then we can walk across then. So maybe we got this wrong, so maybe we should go back, and let's try it a different time. How many of us have a word from the Lord, and we come up against something, and we're like, did I get that wrong? I mean, look at that, stop. I don't know, I think I got that wrong. I, I just, I don't know that the timing is right here. And then we turn around, instead of actually moving forward with what the Lord is telling us, and see the impossible happen in front of us. See, they trusted him enough that they saw the impossible take place. That's incredible. If it isn't the right timing, you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna tell you. He's not gonna just be like, well, good luck. Good luck in the floodwaters. No, he's gonna say, hey, wrong time. I've got it for you, but just I'll tell you when. Like, we can trust him. Even when things seem impossible and hard, we don't have to make the decision to stop. He'll tell us when to stop. Ryan was talking about this last week and he said, you know, like the, the stop sign is six blocks up. You're not gonna stop back here. You're gonna keep going until you get to the stop sign, right? And if you actually get to the stop sign and you're like, okay, I gotta eject. I don't know what's going on. God's either gonna make a way for you to go through it or he's gonna give you a different direction. That's just how good he is. He's never gonna leave you empty-handed. So what's your flood stage? What are you facing? As you're following his lead, what is it that you're coming up against? Because I promise you we're going to. That's just a given. The enemy has no, um, he wants you to not walk through and get, get to the places that God has given you. So he wants to stop you any way he possibly can. So what's your flood stage? Is it that you don't have enough money to move forward in the things that he's showing you to do? Or you don't have the approval of others that you were hoping for? Are you waiting for your kids to grow up so that you can start stepping into what God has? Because you have so much responsibility of your kids. I get that. But is that stopping you? Are you coming up against something that seems completely immovable and you're like, I cannot see this moving. There's no way it's gonna leave. Or are you just so busy that you just don't have time to even know where he's leading you? A little over a month ago, um, the Lord just started talking to me and he's been talking to me throughout this whole series. He's been showing me stuff. You know, this word came, came to me at the beginning of the year and then as we've been walking through intimacy, identity, and inheritance, he's been like, hey, I have this thing for you. And so he's had me taking these steps. And I've been taking these steps that I'm like, yeah, I want all that you have for me. And if I'm gonna get up here and I'm gonna teach people about this, I better be doing this myself, right? 
So I'm taking these steps, but I will tell you right now, the step that he just took, told me to take, I have no idea how I'm gonna get there. It's gonna cost a lot of money. And I have no money to do what he's asking me to do. Like, it's crazy. But you know what I've been learning in these series that we've been talking about? I've been learning that all of heaven is behind me and that he's got enough for me and that I don't have to worry about that. All I'm responsible for is taking the step. I can say, you know what? I think maybe I got the time wrong on this one. I think I need to raise some money. I'm gonna just pull it back a little bit. I can do this in a year two years, five years, it's fine. So I'm just gonna raise the money because then I know that I can do it, right? How often do we want the end? We want to know the end so that we'll actually step out. And he's like, I didn't ask you to know the end. I don't need to tell you where the money's coming from. I'm just saying, go step. We get to take that step. And I will tell you, Friday night, I had a full-on freak out. I'm talking meltdown city. You can ask Autumn. She was there, and I was like, what are we doing? What am I doing? Like, God, what are you doing? And I'm up here telling you guys, come on, you can do it. I want you guys to do it, but you guys, I'm scared too, but we can do it. And God wants all of us to step out and to do the things that he's putting on our heart and not be afraid of the floodwaters that are trying to get in our way. He has everything that we need, everything that we need. The beginning of Joshua 4, it, uh, Joshua hears a word from the Lord and, and the Lord tells him, hey, get 12 guys, one from each tribe, and have them go out to the center of the Jordan River where the Levitical priests are carrying, the, they're holding on to the presence of God out there. And he's like, I want them to get big rocks and I want them to bring them up to shore and where we're camped, I want them to pile them on top there. And so, these guys go out and they do this, and it says in Joshua 4, verse 21, Joshua's talking to the Israelites. He says, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. See, when they looked back, he always wanted them to see how he had been faithful to them. He always wanted them to remember his goodness. He always wanted them to look back and say, if he's done it before, he can do it again. See, he did it then. They, he didn't want them to forget when you look back at your life, do you see the places where God has shown up for you and the testimony of his goodness? Or do you see the pain and the struggle and the hurt and the disappointment? See, if that's all you can see, I would challenge you to ask the Lord, can you meet me in those places where I, that's all I see? Can you go into those places and meet me there? Because I know God has healing for you in those places. Every time. He always wants you to see his goodness in your life but he needs you to invite him into those places and get his healing. Until you do that, you will always filter what is ahead through the pain and the struggle that you've experienced behind you. If you look back on your life and you see testimony of the goodness in his life, then you will be able to filter 
in which you look ahead and move forward in confidence and in trust. Because you're gonna remember what he's done. You know the reason why I know that God's gonna show up for me when I step out in this? It's because I have had so much need in my life and he has constantly provided for me. He has constantly shown up. I have never been without. And that's a crazy thing because I, I'm a single woman and I'm in ministry. <laughs> and yet I've never been without. You know, I, I've told this story before, but in 2020, my car was almost dead. It was at the end of itself. And I was like, God, what do I do? And I reached out to the Lord and I just said, hey, what am I gonna do about this? I just, I don't know what to do. And he goes, ask me for a miracle. And I was like, okay, I need a miracle. And he was like, okay, now invite your friends into the miracle. And I'm like, okay, so I'm texting my friends. Hey guys, wanna pray for a miracle with me? Because I need a miracle. My car's gonna die and I have no money. I don't know how I'm gonna get around. And I am afraid to drive my car across town at this point. And they all joined in. And little did I know that the Lord's nudge on Drew's heart started something. And a lot of you guys were involved in that, but that nudge went from, hey, let's raise $5,000 for her, to, hey, let's get to 11,000, hey, let's get to $20,000 in three days. He showed up and he got me a car because I needed one. So do you think that I'm afraid as I take this step of faith? No, because I know he's gonna show up. I have no idea how he's going to show up, but I know that I know that I know he's gonna show up. See, we get to look back on when he's been there for us, the faithfulness of God in our life and say, hey, if he's done it before, he'll do it again. The flood stages, that's nothing to him. No, you didn't get the timing wrong. Just trust him. And as we step out and we believe him and follow his lead, the story of what is gonna happen is gonna affect so many more than just you. God wants to tell a story through your life and through your faith in him, and people are watching even if you don't think they are. Your kids are gonna be affected. You don't even have to tell them what you're doing. You just get to walk it out, and they're gonna be watching you and say, oh my gosh, look at what they're doing. Look at them trusting the Lord in a way that I need to trust the Lord. You know, I've learned a ton by watching my dad in all this. That's how I've learned to cultivate a relationship with the Lord as, as well as I have. It's because he follows after God and his, his life is a witness to me. You can do that. It's gonna be a witness to your family and your friends and your coworkers. They're gonna have hope and faith because you're stepping out in faith and following the lead of the Lord. After arriving in the promised land that God had given the Israelites, they didn't just get to live and be happy and be merry and everything was great. I told this in January, but they came across ready for battle. They were armed and ready to go. They knew that it was gonna be a process, that God had them on steps of, of this process. So in uh, Joshua 6.1, it says, now the gates of Jericho, that's what they were coming up against. There was a city that they had to overtake. The gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with the king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. 
have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of that ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. And with the priests blowing the trumpets, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone straight in. When the Lord leads us, it's not always gonna make sense. That seems completely ridiculous. We're gonna shout and this huge city's gonna fall. After, oh yeah, after we take some walks around it. Can you imagine what they were thinking as they were doing this? See, here's what they were thinking. Oh, he's gonna do something. He is gonna do something. We trust him with our whole life. We know that he has said this and we're gonna watch him do something. So here we go, let's go. That's the only way that you could keep these guys going around in a circle. When the Lord leads us, it does not always make sense. They had intimacy with God's spirit. They knew their identity as children of God and they knew their inheritance that God was giving them. And because of that, they walked confidently in all that he was moving them in and did exactly what he said. And they saw him move on their behalf. Verse 20 says, when the trumpet sounded and the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Is what the Lord, is what he's telling you, does it make logical sense? Or are you waiting for it to make logical sense? Do you have to know the end in order to step out? Or are you willing to step out? The Israelites had nothing else to go on but what he said, and because they believed him, they saw the impossible take place. So as we close out this series on intimacy, identity, and inheritance, and as we remember the word that the Lord spoke over us, saying we have new territory that he wants to give us. We have promises. This is a promise that he spoke over us. And so we get to move out in that, just like the Israelites were moving out for the promised land. So as we hear that and as we walk through this, are you walking in intimacy with the Lord? Do you really, really know him? Do you know his presence? Do you talk with him? Do you spend days with him? I'm not talking about just getting in the word. I'm talking about inviting him into your everyday life and knowing him. See, that's his greatest desire ever is to walk in intimacy with you. Do you know your identity as children of God? Do you know what he says when you ask him the question that Ryan had us sit with that one day? Lord, what do you say about me? Did you hear what he said? Did you remember it? Are you walking that out? Or are you still listening to the lies? Because oftentimes I think that we can hear something and be like, yeah, that's so good, but the lies are so loud sometimes that that's what we keep repeating over ourselves. We gotta be done with that. We can't walk confidently in what God's calling us to do if we keep saying that we're a loser or we can't do it or I don't have this, whatever the lie is that you're believing. We gotta stop aligning with lies and start aligning with what God says, with who he is. Do you walk in the fullness of your inheritance that the Lord's given you, living fully alive and following the lead 
of the Lord in your life. If you can say yes to these things, and we've been walking through this series, and I hope that you're there. I hope that you're like, yes. And you might not be. It might, like I said, we might need to keep processing through this, and that's totally fine. But if you can say yes to these things, what will you do with the word that the Lord gave us for this year? What will you do? What is the next step that the Lord is leading you in? What's he asking you to do? You know, I was telling some friends the other day, he asked me, he told me the other day, I don't know, it was like about a month and a half ago, he was like, I'm preparing you. And I said, for what? And he was like, I'm preparing you. And I was like, for what? He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you, I'm just preparing you. And I'm like, that's great. Okay, and so he started me on all these different things that I'm doing, but one of them was wash your face before you go to bed. And I was like, wash my face? And he's like, yeah. And I mean, I kind of wash my face sometimes, but sometimes I just want to get in bed. But I don't know why he's asking me to wash my face every day, but I'm not kidding. I go try to get in bed and he's like, I said, wash your face. Okay, so I get out of bed and I go wash my face. I have no idea what he's doing, you guys. It does not make logical sense. I mean, yes, it's probably important. But why is he telling me that? And what's he preparing me for that I need to wash my face? I don't know, but that's a step that he's asking me to take. And so I'm taking it. And it might sound ridiculous to you, but if he tells me to do it, I'm gonna go do it. Because I've learned what it looks like to live out of obedience. And I've learned like what it looks like to live in obedience. And I choose in. If you said no to the, any of those things, intimacy, identity, inheritance, will you go back and will you go through the series again and read and like listen to it and, and do what was being prompted and actually allow the spirit to minister to your heart? Will you ask the question of the Lord of, why can't I walk in intimacy with you? What's blocking me and you from this relationship? Because there's gotta be something in there. Why don't I trust you? That's a big question. A lot of times that is what's gonna block us from actually stepping in intimacy. You're not gonna wanna step in intimacy with somebody if you don't have trust. So why don't you trust him? Where does he wanna take you back to heal so that you can trust him and you can walk this out with him? Will you ask the Lord, what is it that I'm believing instead of knowing my true identity? What are the lies so that I stop talking about them? So they stop speaking them over myself. What do you say? What's stopping you from stepping in the fullness of the inheritance that you are given as his kid, as his child? You know, we can read this story and we can read many stories in, in the Old Testament and say, that sounds completely crazy and I'm not even sure it's relevant to my life. Like seeing a water, you know, water's part in front of me or having to go take over a city, like that, right, that doesn't sound like us. It's not really where we are. But if we let the Spirit speak to us, I'm sure that we can find some similarities that will ring true in our hearts and realize that just as he led the Israelites, he wants to lead us. Just as they faced floodwaters, we will face impossible things and we will want to run. <laughs> Just as he parted the river for them and they walked on dry land, he has a plan for making a path for you too. Just as he asked them to remember what he has done, he wants us to look back at our lives and remember the testimonies of where he has shown up for us. 
just as he led the army to walk around a city and shout, he is gonna ask us to do things that may not make sense to us. But he's saying, come on, let's go. And just as those walls came down, he can remove whatever is getting in the way of us receiving all that he has for us. I'm gonna ask you guys to stand, and we're gonna do something. Um, I feel like standing is just gonna help us engage this. We have a few minutes, and we've been doing something um, at Awakening Hearts. It's our, our ladies' uh, class that we've been doing the last couple months. And it can be a little uncomfortable, and we're okay. We're all gonna be okay, and we're gonna do something that might stretch us a little bit. And that's, I'm not gonna make you do anything that's, it's just we're gonna be quiet. Okay, we're just gonna sit in silence for a second, or stand in silence for a second. But I just want you to close your eyes for a second, and I want to read this last paragraph of this word that he gave us. And then I'm gonna ask you a question. So this new ground will not come in your own strength and wisdom. He wants to do the impossible for you just as he's done it for the Israelites that day at the floodwaters of the Jordan. Take the step of faith no matter what stage the waters are because he is with you and he will part ways for you to step onto dry ground and enter the places that he has prepared for you to go. So I just want to take a second. We're, gonna t we're just gonna be silent for a minute or so. And I want you to ask the Lord, what does our relationship look like? Do we have intimacy? Do I know my identity? Am I walking in my inheritance? And I just want you to just hear from him for a second and just be really honest. It's not about anybody else, it's about you and him. Now I just want you to ask the Lord, what is the next step that you want me to take? Maybe in pursuing intimacy with him. It may be walking in your identity. It may be understanding inheritance. I just want you to ask him, like, what is it? What is the next step?
Now I just want you to, if, you're, if you want to, I want you to just let him know, I'm, I'm willing to take that step. I'm willing to go there with you. I'm willing to trust you in this. See, oftentimes we are so busy in life that it's hard to even just be in silence with him for a little bit. And so I just wanted to give that moment. And, and whatever he is saying to you, you may be new to even hearing from him and you're like, I don't know that I heard from him. But I would just say if he put something and you just were like, why am I thinking about that person? I would say, ask him, what does he want you to do? Maybe you need to call that person. Maybe you need to reach out. You know, or maybe you just need to pray for them. Or maybe he was giving you a place to go. I was joking with first gathering, but like maybe he said Costco and you're like, why do I keep getting Costco in there? I would just say, go to Costco. I mean, seriously, like just leave, just go. I mean, what, what could be wrong? If, you, if nothing happens at Costco, it's okay. At least you were stepping out, right? This is how we learn the voice of the Lord. This is how we learn to walk in obedience. It's just to say, okay, I'm gonna go. And I mean, eyes open at Costco going, what do you got for me? And I think so often that we are waiting for this loud voice from heaven saying, go to Costco. You need to go, I have someone there for you to meet. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I, I'll go. And a lot of times it's just a nudge. And you're like, why am I thinking about, I don't need to go to Costco. I don't know where it's at, okay, but Costco being the thing. Like, I know of people that have encountered God and met somebody and everything at a Costco before. It's crazy. So all I'm saying is, can we learn to follow the nudge, that thing that he's saying to us and say, I'm gonna just go. And I may look a little ridiculous, but hey, those guys walking around that city seven times and then shouting, that looked a little ridiculous to the people that were inside the city, I'm sure. But what happened was God showed up. They saw a miracle right before their eyes. So can we be people that say, yeah, God, I'm gonna listen to those nudges that you're giving me. I'm gonna follow you, Spirit. And if there's anything that's getting in the way, I, I work on that. Let's go there. You know, whatever he told you today, it's not ever to shame you. It's always because he loves you and he wants this for you. His desire is to know you and to be known by you. His desire is to walk life with you. And he wants to show up in big, crazy ways for you if you'll let him, okay? So I'm just gonna bless you guys today. Have an incredible week. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy this week, and we will see you guys next week. All right, have a good day.